All right, I'm good. If you want to start, start. Let's roll. Good morning, everybody. It's weird because um, Will is not here today. We have no one to turn off the music. No, it's going to turn off on its own. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We just got to wait it out and say good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a great, fantastic, amazing Thursday. And this song is longer than I thought. <laughs> I, guess we just, I think it's going to stop any second now. It's done, it's done, it's done, it's done, it's done. Good morning, everyone. Hope everyone's having a great day. Matt Kim, <laughs> Peter Saddington, welcome back to the pod, everyone. What's up, what's up, guys? Will is out of the country. He's yeah. going to be out of the country for two weeks, so we don't have a producer, and it's just me and Peter, and we're just trying to figure it out. Hey, experiments and, si- and sciencing things is all what I'm all about, so it's all good. Well, speaking of experiments, mm. did you hear that Matthew Perry died? The, the guy from Friends? And I thought that was really sad because when I heard the news, I was like, because oh. I was kind of a fan. Mm. I watched a lot of Friends. I did too. I think I've seen the entirety of Friends at least twice at minimal. The entirety. Entirety of Friends. Because I watched it when I was younger. And like 17 seasons? And then I think when I was in college, <gasps> I watched the whole thing again. Really? And then I've watched reruns, you know, post so, so I, I may have watched every so episode I have almost to ask three you times a, a real honest question then did you watch the friends because the, sh- the entire seasons of friends because you like friends or was there a yoja or was there a netflix and chill reason that you watched them all i i really enjoyed the show the get out of here. yeah <laughs> really? I, I really enjoyed it i thought it was a good show uh, i don't <laughs> think they can make that show it's one of those shows that they can't make t- today oh they couldn't yeah the, be, because so much of what the friends they talked about and what they did is either conservative or would be canceled today. Correct. And they were considered edgy and very liberal then. Oh, yeah. But kind of the ideas and what they did and and when Chandler had the trans mom, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was funny then. Well, th- people had sense of humors back yes. then. That's the, pro- that's the problem with today is that if you ever match any of the old school sitcoms like Seinfeld, right? Or even The Simpsons, right? Which is fascinating. But, I mean, they'd totally be canceled today because people are, have a skin that is as thin as, as wax paper, right? So on that note, welcome everyone. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> so, That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was sad when Bob Saget died. You know, yeah. one of the things I didn't realize until Bob Saget died is h- how much of a deviant he mm. was. Yes. Such a degen. Yeah. Such a dirty mouth. He is not the family dad that he was portrayed to exactly. be. Exactly. Like, he was he was beyond derogatory. Like, Bob Saget had, like, the nastiest brain, nastiest mouth. And he was the first kind of celebrity that died suddenly. Yes. One of the mm. that really hit the news, and they said um, they found him dead, and he had fallen, mm-hmm. and no one really knew why, and they didn't have drugs in his system, and he was one of those that was really big on the vaccine yep. leading up to it, and all of yep. a sudden, there are no toxicology report. We can't show it. We gotta protect the family. That's They'll right. do it for everybody else. That's but right. for this, can't you talk know, about speaking it. Speaking of celebrities and suddenly dying, there seems to there. Let me just put it this way. It seems like they're dropping like flies. Mm. Now, the reasons for that, don't care. Doesn't matter. 
we might not never figure out well, the real answer. But here's my point. It seems like these celebrities are dropping like flies. And celebrities are 0.00001% of the population. Can, so if all these celebrities are dying suddenly, what's what's the normie? What's the NPCs? What's the usual, you know, Joe Smiths out there dealing with? And you know? I just want to preface this episode by anyone that's watching. As you can see clearly, we are officially in the Matrix. Dodging bullets. So <laughs> I think fairly, because we are deep in the Matrix today, mm-hmm. we can say whatever we want. The because ma- we've let we've let the overlords know. Yeah. That we are in in La La Land. <laughs> right? No, well, the Matrix is pretty obvious today, mm. right? We've had, you know, Top G. We've had other people call out the Matrix. I think the Matrix is pretty obvious. And so I'm, I'm actually curious about how the Matrix will evolve as more and more and more people start waking up to it. Hmm. That's the interesting thing. Because Chandler, Chandler Bing... They say he was found dead in mm-hmm. a hot tub. And the toxicology report just came out just a couple hours ago, and it seems like he had nothing in his system. And if you look at his Instagram, have you looked at his Instagram? Something about hot tubs? Dude, there's a lot. The, the, the last, like, nine posts on his Instagram are really just odd. So Wouldn't you say? I think there's two alternative theories here. One is that he just died. And mm, fair enough. Regardless of how sad. Mm. The one alternative theory is that he had a heart condition or had a heart failure because of the vaccine. He had that happen while he was in the hot tub and he drowned. Mm. I think that's a likely situation. Well, I don't think that's crazy. If you spend a good amount of hot time in the hot tub, it raises your blood pressure. It, it does all this stuff to your body and it can incite or begin a you know something that could be negative. So I think way. that's I don't think that's far out there. What about, is there a third option? Well, the other option is that he knew this was coming because he was dropping the nuggets along the way. On Instagram. Maybe he was about to expose something that these Hollywoods are starting to do and trying to do. And for some reason, every time they do, they disappear and a body double seems to come back out. Yeah, that's true. Or the fourth option, he could be sacrificed. Could be. Which is a big deal these days because... I mean, that's not a big deal. It's just, it's coming to light that there are celebrities who are letting us know that in their past, to be able to get to where they are, they had to participate in these sacrifices. Now, they won't ever explain what that means, Hmm. but it's fascinating that there's a very apparent pattern. If you want to make it big in the matrix, then you have to do some sort of sacrificial rite or something. So what do you think it was? Man, it is just so hard to tell. I would I would say if you were put a gun to my head and say, Peter, out of the four or five options out there, what is it? I would say the man left some breadcrumbs on Instagram and those last nine posts or whatever they had on Instagram were very different and off color from what he usually does. And so if a man knows something, sometimes they leave breadcrumbs. Mm. Sometimes they leave little hints. Sometimes they leave stuff that just... It's weighing on their conscience. It's weighing on their soul. They have to have an outlet. They're a public figure. They can't say stuff outright. And so what they do is they mask it in through Instagram posts or Twitter posts or they say something. you know. And so I feel like he had something weighing on his soul, and I feel like we found the terminal end. However that is, however it happened, he was killed, sacrificed, I don't know. But I'll tell you, those Instagram posts were a little eerie. He was about to blow it up. I think so. I think he, I think, I mean, we find these like, you know, cooks, for example, mm. 
If you're a chef for a famous person, that's a bad idea. No, I wouldn't do it. Uh, no way. If you were a, like a Michelin star rated chef and a celebrity comes to you and says, hey, I want you to cook for me, your answer should be no. Hell no. Because apparently if you're a celebrity cook, you end up dying. That's crazy. There's a big pattern there. There is a pattern. Especially if you're a part of a... We don't even have to say. Yeah. Well, part of the Matrix. Part of the Matrix. Yes. That's what we'll say today. The craziest story last week was this main shooter. Oh, yeah. This thing was nuts. It was 24-7 coverage for three days. Three days straight. That's it. And then... Nothing. Gone. Gone. Not a peep. It's fascinating. I mean, it, it almost it, like if you extract yourself for just a second, Matt, right? It just shows the power they have to be able to pivot on a dime from one topic to another. And the all the sheeples, <laughs> we all go along. We're like, what happened to that? It's kind of like Maui. Like, yeah. What happened to Maui? What happened to are, Maui? Are, wait, everything's fixed now, right? That's, everything's good. It's all good. That's it's all good. Everyone got their <laughs> 700 bucks. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Life is great. Life is good in Maui. The sun rose. The beach is good. <laughs> I got my 700 bones. Yeah. No, no problem. No problem, no problem. bro. You pay, pay for like a week of rent. You're good. Yeah, absolutely. You're good. You're good. So I went through the um, main shooter timeline, mm -hmm. uh, kind of the news articles and kind of put together the narrative news line that was told to us. And this is the order that it came. Oh, okay. All right. So Thursday, we had reports of shooting at multiple locations. Mm. We were told it was at a bowling alley, a restaurant, a medical center, and a Walmart distribution center. Mm -hmm. That was an official news. Um, they said that he was killing everyone in sight. Pretty much. And the numbers oscillated a lot. The, there was a police scanner that was going through the internet. Mm. I don't know if you heard that. Oh. And the police scanner said it was two individuals oh. in a red car. They looked Middle Eastern. Two individuals in a red car, and they looked Middle East. I have no idea where that scanner went, but I saw it. I heard it. Yeah. And then there was another scanner, and it says there was an active shooter situation at Walmart. Mm. There was videos of a um, the Walmart door being glass being broken, and police and everyone kind of in disarray. Yeah. And then they released this picture of Robert Card. Mm. It was really low resolution. Yep. It was from a weird angle. Mm -hmm. It looked like it was in, I don't know, 480p, <laughs> yeah, right? 480p, yeah. And that was the only picture. Mm. He went to all these locations. We had one picture. Mm. And then there was a picture of who this Robert Card was supposed to be, and it was the wrong guy. Mm. Right? That's right. It that's was right. not yeah, the correct. Right. It was not the right guy. It was not the right guy. But maybe it was the right guy. Maybe it was the second man. We would never, we'll never know, maybe. Probably. Then they said Robert Card was an army reservist and a firearms instructor. Mm -hmm. And then they said that he's a combat veteran with extensive training. Yeah. Thursday, they heard a shot in the north of town and everyone went north. And then they found a car on the south. His they found his white car in the south. The Subaru. The Subaru. Yeah. Thursday night, they spent hours sitting outside one of his family members' house. Yep. The FBI was there. The police was there. The news was there. And they were all sitting there yelling through the bullet horn, telling him to come out. Yep. Later, we found out that no one was inside. Yeah, they were yelling to an empty house. 48 hours later, they find the body, the dead body, with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. In a dumpster. In a dumpster near his previous place of employment. Mm. 
Case closed. Case closed. Case closed. It's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Number one, apparently there was no shooting at Walmart. Mm-hmm. That never happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought that happened. No. It's just like, how the hell do, are we ever going to know anything that goes on? They said that it was, I think the first report I saw was 22 confirmed dead with yeah. 50 to 60 people injured. Yeah, big numbers. It ended up being 18 people 18. dead. And 13 people injured. Oh, last I saw was like 18 dead and like 20 to 25 or something like that. How, even if it is 20, from 50 to 60 to 20, from 22 confirmed dead to 18 dead, where'd all those people go? I don't know. And I got another question. Where are all the witnesses? He didn't kill everyone. 13 people were injured. They survived. How come we haven't heard or seen anything from them? I mean, they don't, I I guess probably, Matt, because they don't have stories to tell. I mean, it was just, you know, you're average. You're (laughs) run-of-the-mill. Yeah, it was your run-of-the-mill random shooting. Yeah, I mean, it's like just another Tuesday. Another Tuesday. Or it was Wednesday or Thursday. Or or Thursday. Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's just so many holes in this plot line, right? It's crazy. How do you confirm people dead and at 50 or 60 people injured and be that off? Well, if we if we borrow from a narrative that happened just two, three months ago with Maui, I mean, those numbers were completely off. And we still don't know. Mm. The public still doesn't know how many were actually killed because the, uh, and then you hear stuff like they were just actively cremating people afterwards or getting mm. rid of the body. And then we also don't know how many children actually Still to this day, like I, I, I just I find it hard to believe that that when it comes to when it comes to you and I, if you and I send each other more than a thousand dollars on Venmo, they're gonna make sure that we get taxed. They're gonna make sure that 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 money has been traced, right? But they can't find the billions of dollars in the Pentagon Mm-mm. or the you know nine eleven. They can't find the billions of dollars that they sent over to Ukraine. Mm-mm. And certainly when it comes to the people that are dead in a locality that's, what, 50 square miles? They can't even get those numbers right. But they can make sure that you're taxed on the $1,200 you gave me in Venmo, <laughs> right, and Cash App. Like, fuck, man. Like, I just don't understand this this surveillance apparatus that they say is here. But at the same time, it conveniently fails all the time if, the, if it doesn't fit the right narrative. And you think that's what it is? I... I've been thinking about this guy, right? Because it's like a movie, right? Mm -hmm. This guy shoots a bunch of people. They said he was hearing things. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. 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 He, I think he, what he, didn't he, didn't he go through a couple of uh, psychological breakdowns and had some like counseling or something like that? He had some psychological breakdowns, apparently something to do with family, something to do with um, pedophilia. I don't know. Of course. Sure. And then he went into a mental health institute or some sort of right. center. Right. And after he came out, he was hearing voices. Yeah. And then the voices, apparently, and I don't know how people knew what voices were telling him when they didn't capture him. But apparently, people know that he was hearing voices at the moment of him doing the shooting. Did Is there any blog post or social media post where he's talking about hearing voices? Apparently, he told people that he did. You mean the same people that are never going to be interviewed mm. and the witnesses that are mm. never going to be interviewed? Mm. Okay. Mm. It's the, the guy that was hiding in the house, apparently. 
Come on, guys. I mean, okay. So let's um, let's just personalize this for just a second. Let's say that we're in North North Metro Atlanta, and we're in North Metro Atlanta. We have a guy just like this. He goes around crazy, and you and I are actually in the location. We're actually at the H Mart or the Walmart or wherever, and we see this crazy thing. We're part of the action. We see. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, we have a podcast here. We'd obviously talk about it, but I mean. Wouldn't these witnesses talk to their relatives? Wouldn't they talk to their friends? Wouldn't they talk to their network and say, hey, man, I saw this? I mean, how is that information not getting leaked out? How, Are they, they shutting down everything? How is there no video from people's about, cell that's phones? That's what I was about to say. How is there no video? How is there no video from cell phones? That's so crazy. I mean... In this day and age, no one of all those people was like, hey, yeah, I'm going to record this. Every, Nobody? Every single time a scholar beats up another person on the street, there's a video. From every single every angle. Every single angle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, could send you I could send you videos right now of just scrolling Twitter. I won't find prawn, but I'll find people actively getting shot. Yes. Like Or beat up or, or stealing candy. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, man. Man, dude, we, we need to talk about that, bro. That was... I watched that whole video just for just a second. I don't, go, I don't want to commandeer this conversation, but I watched that video, man, and my heart felt really sad. Mm. Like it was really disappointing. Like I was legitimately disappointed with humanity. Yeah, I was like, this is just sickness, man. Why? Why ruin it for everybody? I have no. And, idea. and the thing, let's be honest, the candy is fucking terrible for you. Yeah, they're well, gonna eat all that shit. It's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> so there's no cameras, there's no witnesses, or if there are witnesses, there's no videos, there's no audio, there's like, what is it, is it, is it open and shut case? Is that what they're saying? I don't know. They stopped talking about move it. Move on, Matt. It just disappeared. It was wall-to-wall -wall coverage Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and all of a sudden, starting Sunday, they found him dead, nothing to see here, no <laughs> report, no autopsy, nothing. He's just, move on. Nothing to see Done. here. I just, I can't believe the world we live in, man. So can we do alternative theory time? Yes, let's do alternative theory. Nice. I like that. Obviously, then, it looks like it was some sort of cleanup job. Oh, for sure. They got to him first, and there were reports that there was two self-inflicted gunshot wounds to the head. That I, was our original report, actually, I, that there was two gunshot wounds. I don't know where that went. I, How do you have two gunshot wounds to the head? Self-inflicted. Like, oh, it didn't work the first time. I'm going to do it again. I have... Okay, I don't save a lot of Twitter videos, but there's one video that I saved. It's not safe or worked. It's this guy who shoots a girl, his ex-girlfriend's boyfriend in front of her, and then he kills himself. He shoots himself in the head. It's all like... Like... HD video mm. of this. Trust me. When you shoot yourself in the head, you're flopping down. There is no second shot. There is no double tap. There is no double tap. And the and, and, and you might say, well, why did you save that video? The reason I saved that video is the most profound video of whenever I whenever I hear about someone who knows, let's just say, the Clintons. And you find them hanging on a tree with two self-inflicted gunshot wounds, hanging, by the way, by their neck, with two inflicted gunshot wounds, and the shotgun's 18 meters away. Mm. It's like, that's really curious, Matt. Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah. How is that possible? With a shotgun. With a shotgun, man. <laughs> so he, he had two self-inflicted gunshot wounds. That was the original report, and then all of a sudden it became, oh, one. So oh. people were like, oh, that doesn't make sense. So that got scrubbed real fast. Trust me. Once you once you do one to the dome, you're going, you're like jackknifing. You're like, and you're just flipping over, man. Nothing's happened after that.
And if you go through all this trouble to run away for two days, the chance of you doing it in a dumpster by the most obvious place to look, which is your previous place of employment. And there's cameras there. That's, what's, that's what you're going to do. It doesn't make any sense. No. So we can both agree that the original actual narrative, which is crazy in itself because none of it adds up, that it's fishy. Mm. Oh, totally fishy. To say the least. Yeah. So alternative theory. What if this guy was part of MKUltra? Mm. Well, tell me, Matt, what is MKUltra? MKUltra is a CIA program that was developed, I think, in the 60s, mm. where they would take people from all walks of life, including a Ted Kaczynski from Harvard, mm. including people off the street and homeless, mm -hmm. all different types of people, and they would test them and experiment on them with different types of LSD to see how they would react under certain situations and if you can control them using drugs. Mm. So MKUltra is often looked at, I believe, as a mind control program. Correct. And Now, is this hearsay or is this real, Matt? The MKUltra? Yeah. Oh, that's 1,000% fact. Oh, really? Okay. So you got all you <laughs> internet sleuths out there can actually look this up, that yes. MKUltra was classified they unclassified it and they've actually given us real examples like ted kaczynski who did actually participate in these cia programs correct there are people that have come out and spoken about it yes there's women a couple women yep correct that have, were part of the uh, prostitutes yep. that were given to them etc so there's a lot of information mm -hmm. out there about mk Ultra. if you want a fun rabbit hole to go down and you're not familiar with this one this is a pretty good one to know so MK Ultra was seen, and the reason why they quote unquote shuttered the program is because it didn't work. It worked. What are your th yeah? I was about to say. What are your, <laughs> what are your thoughts on it that? It definitely worked. Oh, totally worked. I think. And we know that there are ways to communicate via uh, radio waves and mm. un inaudible radio waves, mm. where you can send sound like a beam at Di people, different frequencies. Yes, correct. Yes. We know that's true. I think they call that the voice of God. Yes, whatever. You got it. So we know for sure those technologies exist. Yes. It would not be crazy that this guy was supposed to do something bad. Mm -hmm. Either that or what about these two Middle Eastern guys that were originally reported? Hmm. Where'd they go? Well, how do you get that wrong? Well, if they're mid Middle Eastern, mm -hmm. then they don't fit into the narrative. Mm. And we've heard that many times before on other news things. Uh, where, you know, something happens and suddenly it fizzles out because it doesn't fit the narrative. The narrative, the, the liberal narrative that has to be promoted is that it's a white nationalist, right, who's clearly a Nazi, clearly a racist, clearly all orange man, all the things, right, MAGA, all the things. And, I mean, these Middle Eastern guys certainly wouldn't fit that narrative, so it would not help any type of agenda that they would have. But I'm finding it a little bit odd, to be quite frank, because if they closed down this case after three days, what was the narrative point anyway? And we're having to the Walmart that they showed yeah. the actual footage of. Yeah. I mean, there's video cameras everywhere. There's more video cameras today than there was yesterday, than not, there was the not day before. A, not apparently in this part of Maine. I don't know, man. I, 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 he, I, look, there are black box programs. There are gray programs. There are all sorts of different, you know, secret programs that are happening within the CIA, FBI, whatever, what have you, the three-letter agencies that you and I will never be privy of 
until the inmate escapes hmm. or the bioweapon escapes or the alien escapes. Hmm. That's the only time we're going to hear about it. The alien has to escape. Did, that reminds me. Did you hear about the, the, the? Did you hear about like the silver aliens, the face, the face melters, or the face flayers? No, what's that? <laughs> it was. It was like. Okay, so there's a guy on Twitter, Dom Lucray. Okay, you know Dom. Yes. He was tweeting about these face peelers. Face peelers. Okay. Google it right now. Google it. Face peelers. Type type in face peelers. I think it was like Nicaragua or something. Face peelers, Dom Lucray. And he was talking about how this small town, I think, in this South American uh, uh, area, uh, which is coincidentally just like a month before, military operations moved into that area. And then a month later, they have these sightings and these abductions of people who are getting killed and their faces are being peeled off. <laughs> like Breaking exclusive. Here is it. Here is all the footage of the 15-year-old girl in Peru that the villagers are claiming was attacked by a seven-foot-tall alien they are calling palecaras, or face peelers. Yes. Villagers state that the alleged alien tried to abduct her, which resulted in the lacerations being left on her neck. There were reports last month that the attacks in Peru were from a cartel, but the villagers are denying that story and uploading videos of new attacks daily. 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 Yeah. So apparently there is either some black ops stuff that's happening over in Peru with government and military stuff. This is why I'm bringing in the aliens, guys. They, maybe an alien got out. This face peeler got out of the alien, you know, at the military base and the operations they're doing. And it's attacking these local villagers so much to the point where they're uploading videos daily. And number two, they're literally asking the Peru government, like, help us protect us from these eight foot aliens that are killing us. I feel like I would need to know what's on that land. Mm. Is there a value to that land? Maybe not monetarily. Probably like poppy. They grow poppy or something. Poppy or yeah. maybe some sort of like, rare mineral or an asteroid and they want some something from there. I really want, I, I want us to track this face peeler thing because- this, On the list. This, th this sounds like a, you know, alien versus hunter type of thing. Like there's just <laughs> some sort of rogue alien or some rogue experiment that, that came out of the lab and it's now it's- peeling people's faces off. Like, this is horrific. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> We're in the Matrix, guys. Like, shit is happening all over the world. Like, you just gotta, you gotta open your eyes, man. Shit is happening. If you are not ready for this type of discussion today, and this is above your head today, maybe it's Welcome too to the fucking show. <laughs> maybe it's too soon. Too soon. And you're not ready to have these discussions. If so, maybe come back next week because this is just the beginning. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm derailing us with the face peelers, but it, hey, I wasn't lying. No, there are face peelers. Face it's a fact. Peelers. Face There's a video. And they're uploading videos. Daily. Daily in Peru. So you can go to the dark web and you can find those videos. Can and, you? Oh, bro. Of face peelers? I've seen some shit. Are they people? They don't have faces. The Wait. I thought the face peelers peeled people's faces, not that the face peelers had no face. No. The face peelers look like spacemen, tall, sp skinny space, like what they call the grays, uh -huh. the gray aliens. Yeah. Tall. But all the bodies you can find on the dark web from these videos that they're they're censoring immediately, but the, uh, you can find them on the dark web. These they're... Faces are all ripped off, like torn off. I think we need to create a separate channel within our Discord that's like 
Watch at your own risk. I, I'm I'm not the right, always the right person for this type of information because I've been on the dark web for over a decade. Mm. I have access tunnels and Tor browsers that I use just when I get super curious. I turn on all my back channel <laughs> VPNs and you shit. You are so weird. And I'm just... The, okay, can we just take a moment? The internet that you think you know is only a fraction of 1% of the real internet. Hmm. You knew this, right? Of course. The dark web is the real internet. The internet that you see is only the surface skin la layer of what the the companies and the internet companies want you to see. It is a super sanitized version of the World Wide Web. But if you go underneath that, the dark web, that's where all the action is. Hmm. That's where all the uncensored shit is and shit that you can't unsee. So just... Tread carefully. Tread carefully. You know, tread carefully. Tread carefully. But if you really... Let me... I have to, have to go here. In the late 90s, early 2000s, when the internet was just starting, there was a website called Faces of Death. Okay. You ever go there? No. Clearly not. Uh -uh. Some of you OGs, if you're in your 40s, would know. There was a website that was avant-garde. It was beyond what people could ever conceive. And this website called Faces of Death, you can still find it today. Faces of Death was the first kind of like pop-up out of the dark web. It was like this tunnel out of the dark web. It's like, this is the shit that's actually on the dark web. Hmm. And it was public. So it was, you know, on the sanitized, you know, web that everybody could access. You had to go to a forum, sign up, get access codes, all that stuff. But once you had access, you could see faces of death. You could see some of the most heinous crimes in their fullest display. High definition pictures and videos of, of the time. We're, st we're still talking about, you know, 480p. Looking 360p. At 360p looking, you know, it's a video coming from a potato. But still, like... This, that shit you couldn't unsee. So for some of you guys, internet sleuths out there, I'm talking about Faces of Death. This website's been around for two decades. So, Is uh, it still active? Oh, yeah. I visited probably six months ago. Stop. Bro. I'm Why? Just, I'm just a curious motherfucker. That's crazy. I love... I don't love seeing. When you... There are certain stages of decomposition of a body that are just super, super curious. <laughs> I saw this one lady one time from, from China on Faces of Death. I just have to say this because it was so novel. Uh, she died from constipation. What? She didn't poop for like three months and her, her, all her internal organs failed. And so... Deliberately? Like intentionally? She couldn't figure it out. She couldn't poop. She couldn't figure it out. She didn't take laxatives or whatever. And of course, on the Faces of Death page, it's her bloated body uh, before and then during and then after death and then they had the autopsy and this I mean the shit that was just she hadn't taken a shit in like two months but she kept on eating yeah so imagine what the inside of her body looked like that's so nasty the fact that I still remember this shit guys scarring this just got real weird for a lot of people I know. I I, th I feel. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin stuff. Faces of death, guys. Check it out. <laughs> I'm glad Will's not here. He would have totally just. Shut, he's like, you got to move on, guys. You got to move on. What is Will? This? this is what happens when you're not in town. But, right? but, but here's the thing, though. This shooter here. Let's bring it back to what okay, we're talking about. The shooter. This shooter in Maine. 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 I bet the real shit you can find in the dark web. Hmm. True story. I bet you could find it. Because what if he was not the bad guy? Oh, he totally wasn't the bad guy. What if he was trying to just 
What if they were trying to set up these two Middle Eastern guys and he was trying to stop them and then he did not stop them and oh. therefore they had to frame him for it because he was fighting back and they got into a gunfight and then he had to run away and he was trying to save his life and run away and then they finally caught up to him just like in the movies because you, we know for sure that real life is really like the movies. Pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So this would be a good movie. Did you just make all that up? Yeah. Sounds pretty good though. That was pretty good. Yeah. I'd watch it. I was about to ask you, where's your source? Because that looks that that sounded like a that sounded like a what's what's that one what's that one movie with uh, um, Ben Affleck or not not no Matt Damon? Born the Born series sounds like the Born series. Kind of. Yeah. You know, like he was trying to do. He He was was, he was military trained. Military trained, and they had him do a operation, and he did not want to be a part of the operation, Mm. and therefore shit hit the fan for him. It's not that crazy. Man. Because the real story that they're giving us is it's just as crazy. I, look, with with gunshot wounds to the head, found Multiple. in a in a in a dumpster, nothing adds up. Next to where his work was, next to where his car was, like they didn't and they said the dogs found him forty eight hours later. The dogs didn't find him the first day. Dude, dogs can smell. You 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 have dogs. I have the dogs. dogs couldn't find this guy on the first day when they found his car and they found his body near his car, near to where he works. It was a plant, totally planted. That totally planted. But they no put way. it out there later, and it was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's where they would find him. <sighs> and then it was like, oh, let's move on. No questions asked. But it's so weird. It, well, I just I don't. feel like I like my story better. I like your story better too. <laughs> I think they're gonna ask us, well, what happened to the main guy? And we'll say, well, it's just like the born identity. <laughs> they, he he defected. And he found out that there was these two, what, um, Middle Eastern men that were going to do some nastiness. He tried to stop it, and then he got killed for doing the right thing. He's a hero. Actually. Or. What's his name again? Maybe the Middle Eastern guys were not even trying to do anything bad. They were just being set up. Because right now we know that the U.S. government and the military establishment would love for a couple of Middle Eastern guys to go out and cause some havoc. Oh, yeah. They would love that for the narrative. Oh, yeah. For sure. What was his name again? Robert Card. Card. Robert Card. Card Identity. Card Identity. Robert Card. Well, I just want to continue to say offensive things today. So I think Robert Card is a modern-day George Floyd. Wow. I think we should erect a statue for him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got someone. I got someone else that maybe you can write a, um, make a statue for. Oh, okay. Tell me. So right after this happened on Saturday, there was a uh, alleged amusement park killer. Yeah, I barely heard about this, but the narrative was moving so fast, man. I didn't pay attention. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read you the top thing from the AP. A heavily armed man killed himself rather than carry out an apparent plan to shoot up Mountaintop Amusement Park in Colorado. His body discovered in a bathroom next to his words scrawled on the wall. I am not a killer. Yes, I'm not a killer. Diego Barjas Medina, 20, was found dead in a woman's bathroom at Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park by a maintenance crew on Saturday morning before the park opened to the public. He died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Dang. Armed with an AR-style rifle, a semi-automatic handgun, and explosives, and was wearing body armor and tactical clothing. Yeah, he was, like, well-prepared. Mm-hmm. A message saying, I am not a killer, I just wanted to get into the caves, was written on the wall of the bathroom. So, he just wanted to get into the caves. Was, was Is that the ride where they're on the dove and you kiss in the caves? Is that, I have is that no it? idea. 
is what's it what what's what are those rides called? The love rides, the, right? Because you're 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 in there with your honey, right? With the swan, and you go through the dark cave, and that's where you get the bubble. That's where you get the kisses, right? Is that what he wanted? He wanted the popos. I have no idea what it means to be in the caves. I don't know if that's a ride or a section or what. He just wanted a little bit of loving. <laughs> What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? So he was he was all military geared up, mm-hmm. ready to to ready for action. He clearly woke up in the morning and chose violence, but yet he was found before the park opened with a self inflicted gunshot wound in the women's bathroom. Yes, in the women's bathroom. Was there a manifesto? Because usually, if there's a manifesto, his, we wouldn't hear about it anyway. His manifesto was that I am not a killer. Mm. Did he write it in blood? It doesn't say. Hmm. That's a really interesting story. So what? So, Diego. He was Mexican. His name was Diego. Diego. Or Hispanic. Diego Bajaras Medina. Medina. Sounds Hispanic. Yeah. No, sounds, definitely. Sounds Hispanic for sure. Twenty years old, found in the. Women's bathroom. So what's what's what are, what what are they saying is potentially a motive? Are they just saying that this this is just like wait wait maybe Matt we're missing the point. Mm. Maybe we're looking at the trees through the forest. Mm. Maybe they're trying to normalize heavily armed militia type men suddenly just getting killed. Mm. Maybe that's the normalization. If we're thinking about alternative realities in the Matrix, I mean. In just a couple weeks, we've had a lot of death and destruction going on around the world, yeah? We've had immigration. We have 8 million people join us as citizens of America. Which is so crazy, by the way. So crazy. I mean, 8 million people is a lot of damn people. Hey, it's 8 million new Americans. They're going to help us build back better. And the crazy part is, because you were on the Latino Free Minds podcast with, with the Mexican guys. Yeah. Even, I, I enjoyed it. Even the Latinos don't want people coming in from the border. And I learned something in that podcast is that Mexicans are actually one of the least uh, amount of illegal immigrants coming through the border. Mm. They're actually if you look at if you look at a, a demographic slice of how many Mexicans are crossing the border illegally, they're like one of the least. It's like yeah. 1%. And the most is from uh Africa mm. and Asia. So pe- people got it twisted. They, I think, maybe I'm wrong. The majority of people still think that the illegals coming across our border are Mexican. Hmm. Not true. No. The majority of the people coming through our borders are South African and Middle Eastern and Asian. Mexicans don't want to come to America anymore. No, no. <laughs> they don't. No, like right. it's not that bad it's here not, in Mexico. Well, here's the, here's the reality. And if you've been to Mexico City, Mexico City is a really nice city. It is. Yeah. My my cousin lives there with her husband, her Mexican husband, mm. and their kids. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Um, what people are realizing, and this, you know, the Mexicans who've come here are telling their families, is that America's not that great. Mm-mm. And it's it's not that not, America's not great. I'm all about America. Just hear me out. What they're telling them is you come to America and you still have to work your ass off for beans. Correct. And 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 so the 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 amount of money per work ratio has flip-flopped. You used to be able to work and and get, you know, uh, uh you know, uh, a job here in America as an illegal and you'd make good money according to the costs of living. 
Now the cost of living are so bad that Mexicans are telling their homies and they're telling their family back in Mexico and in other places in South America, they're like, like America might still be like a cool idea, but bro, when you come here, you're going to be broke ass poor. Mm. You're going to have to work your ass off. Uh, we've seen recent reports of New York is the gr biggest growing trade in New York. Prostitution mm. and the vast majority of those prostitutes are all from Middle East or Africa. Like, why would you want to come to America, all that suffering, and then have to prostitute yourself out? You could do that back in your hometown, bro. We had a guy on the podcast uh, maybe a few months ago, Romeo, and he was from Jamaica. Mm. And he came to the United States. Like, he lived a decent life in Jamaica. His family lived well. And they decided, and he decided that he wants to come and live in America. Mm. In his mind, the only thing he ever heard was America, the land of milk and honey. Yes. And he got to JFK. And he got off the airport and they started going to the city. And he's like, uh, dude, I can't believe I left Jamaica for this. There they had the beach, they had nice food, they had clean food, yep. there was no one yep. in the streets. Yep. And then they have to find out that they a family that lived relatively well is here and they're picking up extra jobs and the mom's working extra nights. And it's not what they expected it to be at all. <sighs> so true. I saw this funny video. Now that I now that you say this, it was like a Nigerian who was in the snow. It's up north or something like that, and he's got all his backpack on, his all this stuff. He's got something on his. He's carrying something on his head, and they're videotaping. They're like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "I'm going back to Africa. <laughs> it's not. It's, there's no snow there, man. It's too cold here. It's fucking. I gotta work all this hard, and I get shit for it. It's like, welcome to America, bro. Welcome yeah. to the new America. And so I think, in some ways, it's kind of a. It's weird to. You try to make lemonade out of lemons, right? Mm. So what's the lemonade that we can squeeze out of these lemons? The lemonade is, you know what? Maybe word will get back to these home countries and they'll say, look, don't come to America. Why? Because it sucks Well, that for being illegal and poor. That's the context here, guys. If you're rich and you're wealthy in America, it's the best. It's pretty, pretty damn good, let's be honest. But if you're illegal immigrant and poor and you don't speak the language it kind of sucks but that's the biggest problem with it, right is that the people that are willing to work extra hard mm -hmm. the people that maybe have worked hard in the past mm -hmm. they're de they're de-incentivized to come here oh yeah because there's nothing for them anymore the only ones that will continue to come are the ones that have nothing left to go back to anyway Ooh, that's a good point so what oh, we end up point. with is people that don't, like, we don't care that it sucks here. It sucks just much where we are. Yeah. The people that have figured out how mm -hmm. to be successful in society, there's no incentive for them to come here. Mm -hmm. So we're just taking the bottom of the barrel now. Yeah, the degens. Which is kind of the scary part of it. The mm -hmm. worse we make it for people, the more de-incentivized people that have the potential to be a success, the more they don't want to come. That's a good way of looking at it. And why would they come? They don't have any incentive to come. You know, if you can be poor, but you work one job in your country, why come here to work four jobs and still be poor? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Be poor and be hated on. Correct. And you can't communicate with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting, that you just, you just opened my eyes to, to this idea. It's, so you're, you're not wrong. If things and conditions here are this bad, we're not incentivizing smart, sophisticated doctors, lawyers, and mm. engineers. Uh, to come to America, 
we're actually getting the ones who have nothing to lose and are totally willing to mooch off and siphon off and suck from the American exceptionalism. I remember I was chatting with a guy at, um, I think I was at Publix, and I was chatting with the guy and he was bagging up the groceries. And he was a nice Indian old, older gentleman. And we just started talking. He asked me like what I did and I asked him like where he's from. He was like an engineer and a doctor in India. And he's here and because the because what he studied over there doesn't transfer over here, he couldn't get a job. So now he's working. Mm. I'm like, number one, I felt bad for him. Number two, maybe that's okay. Mm. That kind of guy, mm. right? He had some sort of success. He's here because he's willing to figure it out. And even though the cards didn't line up in his favor, he got out there and he went to go bag up groceries at Publix mm. to try to figure out how to get it back. Well, that's the type of American that we want. I think that's great. Yeah. You know, no one wants that job anyway except a bunch yeah. of kids who quit every day. Yep. And, you know, obviously he is, he's there with the aspiration to do something bigger or more later. I'm okay with that. Yes. It's the ones that show up and just want handouts. Mm. You know, if I show up, they're going to give me a few hundred dollars a month. And with that, we'll just survive. So we, we spent an entire episode talking about culture. Yes. And we didn't speak too much about the 8 million that have come in in the last 10 months or so. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. But, I mean, the landscape of America is imminently changing. Mm. Would you say that the landscape of America is changing for the better or for worse? There's a lot to calculate in that. I think it depends on where you live. Mm. Well, yeah, if you live in ritzy, you know, Long Island or whatever, you know, nice places, then yeah. Until yeah. they ship buses of immigrants there, yeah? If you're in a place that's not effective by the influx of migrants, then it's not the worst. Do you feel like where we live, let's put it this way, let's make it local, where we live, that the demographic is changing and the culture is changing for the better or for the worse? I moved north. Well, yeah, you, you have a new... To yeah. kind of get away from it. <laughs> so maybe. I Where we are right now in the heart of Gwinnett County, I love it here. Let's get a pulse check. You moved to this new place. Yes. How, how, how's it working out so far? Last night was Halloween. Please tell the story. On Halloween, usually, you know, kids come up and we, we try to do our best to give the kids candy and all of this. We, we try to participate in Halloween because we enjoy like the kids coming around. You're, Every be, you're year. being part of the community. Yeah, I think it's good. And, you know, you always want to be good to the kids in the community because as they get older and they age up, like they're not going to mess with your house. Bro, it's like buying you, protection. You, it's like paying off you, the mafia. You're not wrong yeah. because those kids, if they don't like you, they're going to take their four-wheeler and in the middle of the night, they're going to drive through your grass. Correct. Correct. It's like paying off the mob. I've seen that shit. You want to be good to the kids in your neighborhood. Yeah. And if something bad happens, they're the ones that are going to help you out and figure things out for you too. Fair enough. So it's good to be friends with the teenagers and the middle schoolers in the neighborhood. You're not wrong. There's, they have a job or they want to cut a lawn. They want to make 20 bucks. They'll come by, cut your lawn. A lot of value there. Every year we do the candy and we give out candy. And I, and I, I like to be very liberal with my candy. So I'm like, you know, handfuls each. Oh, that's so you, typically what I do. So you're socialist. Correct. Candy for everybody. <laughs> and, 
But this year, my wife's like, you can't just start giving people handfuls of candy. Like the parents don't like that. Nobody likes that. You're supposed to like put out a bowl or hold a bowl and let them take the candy they want. I said, fine. We'll try it your way this year. So I had the bowl of candy packed with like the assortment, whatever. Mm. And I had my Halloween costume on. Actually, I don't wear a Halloween costume. I wore one this year because I did it with my daughter too. I thought it was cute though, by the way. So my, my, even my wife was like, oh, you did see that? <laughs> <laughs> Me, my daughter, my wife, and my dog, we all dressed up as Stitch. Yep. Which is really cute. And You're a bunch we, of aliens running around. Yes. And we um, let the kids take candy from the jar. Every single kid that came to our neighborhood in like the conservative, like really rural, like red part of, of the state, every single kid that came up took one piece of candy. Mm. Just one. Oh. Hmm. And I said to them, hey, you can take as many as you want. Mm. Feel free. And they're like, oh yeah. And then they're like, okay. Then they start exchanging. The one they initially grabbed with maybe one they wanted. Oh, That's really cute. Oh. No, I mean, you can take more. Yeah. I said, oh, really? And they look around, they dig around a little bit. And they take a second piece of candy. I think we had 50 to 60 kids come to our house last night. Of the 50 to 60 kids, not one kid took more than two pieces of candy. Not one. Would you say that that behavior was instilled in them from their either their culture or their parents or their upbringing? Would you say that's a, an outcome all, of their upbringing? It's all family values. Interesting. Family matters. Their parents were there. Oh. There were parents, you know, driving their trucks around. The kids uh. were getting out of the truck bed so that they can go to house to house to house faster. And the goal is for them to experience Halloween and go trick-or-treating, not to accumulate as much candy as humanly possible. Interesting. And everyone was so polite. Yes. Mm. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Oh. Right? The things that... I grew up with and that were familiar to me when I was younger that was almost lost being in kind of this area of town which is really diverse which half the half this area doesn't even do Halloween mm-hmm. right because we have so many kind of uh, immigrant communities around us up there one piece of candy I couldn't believe it I have so much candy left over mm. because every year when we're down here and we start giving away candy to the kids um, in this part of town, which is a more diverse part of town, I go through maybe a hundred kids. I go through like four bags of candy because mm-hmm. everyone takes so much candy and yeah. I give so much candy. Yeah. Up there, off of one bag of candy, I got like 70% of it left. Uh-huh. So, so what you're saying is that the more diverse experience that you've had in life with lots of different diversity, lots of different people from different cultures, it's, it, it would you say that those kids were raised differently than the kids that were raised around where you live now? And I don't want to... And what is that difference? And I don't want to say it's a race issue, right? Because I live in a it's, predominantly white it's area. It's a culture issue, not a race issue. But of the kids that came in our neighborhood, and we live kind of in a nice street in, in that neighborhood. Um, so a lot of kids, even from maybe neighboring neighborhoods, would maybe come down our street. It was pretty diverse. Mm. So we had the Hispanic families, and there was a couple of Asian families, which I was shocked by mm. because I thought I was the only Asian in the area. Apparently, mm. I'm not. Apparently, you're not the only token. No, no, no. Now I don't know if I'm a token because there was like two families. Oh, <laughs> yeah, taken over. Oh, um, time to move out. So I don't think it's a race issue. I think it's just being a part of a more conservative lifestyle. So would you Where say family values just mean a little bit more? People but, are more but, family but oriented. I'm, I'm confused, Matt. 
how do family values translate to being cordial, respect, <laughs> cordial, being respectful, saying yes, sir, yes, ma'am? It doesn't ma make any sense, I know. <laughs> I don't understand. I, 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 there's, a, there's a huge gulf. There's this gap in my logic and knowledge here. I, I cannot understand what you're saying here. You're saying that... that, that I, Matt, you're going to have to unpack this. For me. I just don't understand. I don't understand. I thought it was really cute, you know, because there was a lot of parents walking with them. It wasn't a bunch of kids off on their own, uh, which I got word down here where a lot of groups of kids showed up. Um, the groups of kids actually traveled in packs together. They were all around the same age, so they all probably go to school together. Mm. It, it was different, man. It was different being in that environment. And trick-or-treat trick on my street started at 6 p.m. and it ended at 8 p.m. Mm. I got my first trick-or-treater at 5.59. The guy was a little early. And we got our last at like 7.30. Oof. Before 8 o'clock, they were done. In the neighborhood where I lived which I loved the neighborhood, but a much more diverse and more liberal area. They showed up at my house last year to like 10 p.m. Sometimes even later. Yeah. And they get really upset if you don't answer that door. Yeah, they do. They start banging on it. So it was just, it was, I think the word for me last night was culture shock. Ooh, what does that mean? It it's not what I was expecting uh, and not what I was used to. So you were you were expecting degeneracy? Lack of lack of morals, lack of ethics, lack of parents. Lack I thought of, lack of I thought my goal was to pay off a bunch of kids to protect my house like the mom. Oh what really ended up happening was sharing an evening with my community, which is a very different way to look at Halloween. Damn, bro. I mean a lot of people come up, welcome to the neighborhood. Wow. Glad you guys moved in. You know, wow. people knew, realize that we don't we didn't live there before. Man. So you know can I summarize this up in one really simple statement? Yes. White people are better. <laughs> Where's Will with the music? I don't know. We need the sound effects to I know, add the impact. I know. You, you'll add it in post-processing. <laughs> and, and guys, obviously, I'm being, pit, you know, I'm being, I'm being, you know, uh, stupid here or overly simplistic. But let's be intellectually honest, man. Like, when you go to small town USA, mm. and when we say small town USA, the general assumption is it's small town white bread America. Right, and when you go, when you talk about small town USA, there seems to be a culture of integrity. There yeah. seems to be a culture of two parent family households. There seems to be a culture of respect. There seems to be a culture of honor. There seems to be a culture of just mutual shared understanding that we're here together, so we probably shouldn't shit on our own lawns mm. and make things worse. Uh, but what's fascinating is if we juxtapose that the small town white bread America versus the multicultural areas of America, it seems like the multicultural areas are when you see Cadillacs on the front lawn with their wheels off hmm. on cinder blocks. Have you ever had your car wheel stolen? Bro, yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I've it's seen so that annoying. Shit. It's terrible. It's so annoying. And you know, it's like so does it sound like we're making a judgment call? I think it's pretty obvious. But like, I mean, there's a culture in America, in small town America, that I think is being slowly dissolved, slowly eradicated due to the multicultural influx of cultures that do not share those values. And I think what you witnessed this Halloween is a very obvious 
difference from your previous heuristics and previous experiences is that maybe multiculturalism isn't all that it's cracked up to be. The idea of bringing in different cultures, diversifying, I think that's fun. Oh, man, because we're going to get fucking fried by someone's like, you said white people are better. <laughs> because on, I love Asian food. I love eating Chinese food and Vietnamese food. And I love eating Mexican food. And I think food is kind of the thing that brings a lot of people together. Um, and I love other cultures' food. Mm-hmm. Probably the least favorite food is white people food. It's probably the most bland and boring. Not wrong. Right? Uh, Asian food it's is a lot of fun. Of Hispanic food is really fun. Yeah. Italian food is okay. Um, I love Italian food, actually, but like other foods are not that awesome. You need the, all the variety of spices. That was that the spice of life, right there, man. That's Correct. what it's all about. So, I I see the value in it. I think it's good. It see helps the value people in what in being multicultural. It helps kids understand that there is something outside of their immediate world. But what if it's not as good? I don't what if it's not better? Does it matter if it's not better? Do you want? To give your daughter exposure to things that are not better. Yes. Why? You want her to be able to deal with hardship, be able to go through difficult situations to learn how to do, because she will always, she will not always be in a good situation. Why not? That's just how life is. You can't control that. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I said I'm gonna, I'm not gonna let my daughter marry a white guy, and I didn't actually say it, but. People were like, oh, you can't tell her what to do, right? That's what the comment said. The you comment can't control their life. That's right. I saw some people got hot uh, and heavy uh, over that You can't that control one. their life. That's not yeah. how you do it. You yeah. got to respect her decision, whatever, yep. <laughs> you know? You can't control them. You know, we can help prepare them and giving them good opportunities and bad opportunities prepares them. But, so maybe it's selfish for I, me. I'm never going to agree with you on this. I'm never going to agree with you that you would intentionally promote bad opportunities for your daughter huh that's what you just said there's no way i would ever support that there's no there's not a bone in your body matt i know you well enough that you would intentionally choose between let's see here's a great way for my daughter to experience her first concert it's going to be at this amazing swanky place great sound systems respectful people yeah it's high price but it's man it's going to be a great experience or i could go to the same a, a different conference that's on the same date, but it's fucking on east side of Atlanta and it's <laughs> drug filled, right? I want her to experience. Never happened, Matt. But you're not going to go through that calculus and say, oh, I'm going to choose the worst experience because I want to give give my daughter a well-rounded education. It's never going to happen, bro. No, but I will take her to that concert and make her sit in the back row. What of the be- of the the one uh, on east east side of no, Atlanta of the good one, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, okay, so you're gonna have her sit in the back of the bus. Yes, okay. sit in the back of the bus. Okay, you know? so this is what it feels like to be a little bit discriminated against. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, man. I think I'm trying. I'm not forcing you to make a judgment call. Right? I'm not forcing you opinion against the wall to say one's better than the other. But I I think we I think the society today wants to enforce a censorship of these realities Mm. you know and they want to censor us from saying what's quite obvious that there are cultural values that are better Mm. than other cultural values now we haven't specified what those are but once we do then the comments would start flaming up and we might get censored and we might get whatever why is that a problem why can't we say objectively that this aspect or this facet or this idea or this 
you know, initiative from this culture is far superior to this. Why are we not allowed to say that anymore? I mean, you just did. Well, I didn't say any specificity, <laughs> but I did maybe ten minutes ago talk about one thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, 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 I think it's important that we're willing to to call those out. Yeah, you know, and and I, I'm not bat, you know, bashing your experiences here. I mean, I grew up in a white white family, so I got all the bennies, all the benefits of that culture. You know, white bread America, and so I I see it. I see it clear as day. But you know, there is. There's there's not a bone in your body, I'll just say this again. There's not a bone in your body that would choose the worst option for your daughter. Probably not. Because I grew up in a really um really Korean part of the country. Ninety mm. percent of everyone in that area where I grew up is Korean. Mm. And then I spent after college a lot of years in Flushing, New York, which is like fifty percent Korean and fifty percent Chinese. It's kind of a nice area. And, you know, but I went to high school in Ohio around a very conservative part of the suburbs. Mm -hmm. um, and then after moving to Georgia, every year we just move a little bit further north, a little bit further away from the city. And I get why people do it. Why? I understand. Why, why, why do they do it? Because it's safer. It's people are nicer. People are more polite. There's less traffic. There's less crime. Are you saying that multicultural communities have more crime and they're less polite? Or is it that the cities have less have more crime and that multicultural groups just tend to go to the cities because that's how you congregate? Bro, cities and steel and metal are agnostic to crime. Hmm. It are the people that are in those metal. Well, it's also the idea of like putting a lot of people close together. Because oh. where I am, we're all everyone's spread apart. Oh. So you're saying homogeneity which is a really expensive way of saying everyone looks same. Mm. Everyone all looks same. All looks same is better than a melting pot where tensions rise. Or it's better to be spread apart rather than living right on top of each other where oh, pressure builds. Pressure. I see, I see. Yeah. And you get so worse situations. Uh, so it's a vicinity issue. Could be. Hmm. But then you have other cities throughout the world that don't have the same level of crime that they do here in the United States. That's true too. You know? You know what I think the answer is, Matt? We should just get rid of guns. <laughs> <laughs> that will solve it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We should just get rid of all guns. Who? Who is it? Was it? I'm trying <laughs> to think. Which politician said this this week over the, over the main thing? That what are you going to do if you can shoot 50 or 60 bullets from your AR? And uh, something like this. Sounds, sounds like something AOC would say. And I'm like, do you... They just have no idea how guns work. Mm -mm. Most people really think that AR-15 stands for auto automatic rifle. Mm. That's what most people think that have never shot a gun. They think that if you have an AR-15, you just sit there and it's like Rambo in the movie and you Rambo. hold down the trigger and you just, and you just wipe everyone out. Yeah. People really think that's how guns work. Could they at least take a second to maybe watch a five-minute YouTube video on someone shooting an AR-15 or a gun? Be like, huh? This that, not, doesn't work how I thought it did. That would be too easy. You, 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 you're putting too much personal responsibility on the individual. Individuals don't actually want to learn; they just want to be told what to do. But if you are a politician or a oh, no, I see, yeah, or a yeah, political yeah, yeah, figure yeah. or a famous figure, and you're gonna get on your a moral high horse, yeah. and you're going to lecture America about guns, you should at least understand a 
care of how they work. That it is literally not, you just sit there and do, Yes, you're not wrong. Absolutely. And I think I Every politician should be ridiculously educated. If someone were to shoot in this type of situation in Georgia, I promise you that some other people would step up and try to shoot back. Yeah. I really do believe that if that were happening here in Georgia, people are trained with guns, people understand guns, a lot of people have guns. Mm -hmm. And one guy goes, how are you going to fight ba fire back when he's shooting 50, 60 bullets you at one time? If he's shooting at you, he's not shooting at somebody else. <laughs> I don't think you understand how guns work. They don't. When you hit the button, they don't run out 360 degrees. It's, an, ex it's an explosion, bro. It's an explosion. <laughs> it's an explosion. These guys out there really think this is how guns work. Yeah. It reminds, it reminds the me. Only, the only concept the guns they have is what they've seen in like a G.I. Joe movie. Yeah. And they think that's how it happens. That once you shoot a handgun, that you never reload because they don't reload in the movies. Of course. John Wick actually shot like 57 bullets yeah. in one scene. Only time you reload <laughs> is you. Then exactly. you reload. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and yeah, absolutely. You're 100% right. But, but here's the thing, though. We have people like, you know, AOC. Mm-hmm. Clearly doesn't research anything. Like, no clue. She's the best example of, hey, we have a news, we have a, a news uh, opportunity for you today, and she'll look at them and say, "Cool." And they say, "You're going to prepare." She'll look at them and say, "Yeah, <laughs> I, I got you, this. I, I got this. <laughs> I got. I, I've been doing so well, ain't I hot?" Like, and and like, there are, there are even some conservatives that that give her a pass because they they're like, you know, she's kind of not like bad looking, right? So, like, you know. It's, you know, it's like, okay, she's a little stupid, but it's all good because, you know. I'm she, okay with it. I mean, if it's kind of like the Laura Boebert, <laughs> Laura yeah. Boebert thing. Yeah, we're, we can live with it. It's like, you know, yeah. I mean, who who would you rather sit next to in a movie theater? <laughs> right? <laughs> Laura Boebert with the, you know, within the movie theater or, or AOC? A, a, or AOC. Which oh, one would you rather you sit You got to pick one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which yeah, one would you rather one. sit with? Pick one. AOC or? Pick one. Oh, Bo Lauren Boebert. Really? For sure. She's got that nerdy look. Huh. Like, like AOC was a bartender. Yeah. She is an airhead. Uh -huh. Like, it's clear that she's, like, half retarded. Okay. Right? <laughs> Lauren has that, like, conservative... But you're going to the movie theater. Why are you the guy that talks in the movie theater? Oh, I am that guy. Are you? But then again, I haven't gone to a movie theater in, like, 16 years. That's because they don't let you come back, because you keep on talking in the movie theater. Actually, I fell asleep in Shrek 2. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I dressed up as Stitch this past weekend, and I've never seen the movie. You've never seen Lilo and Stitch? No. I didn't have a kid. What am I watching cartoons for? No. Okay, not wrong. I, I saw Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch is like 20 years old, bro. Okay, you're way too old to be watching cartoons then. You and I have the fucking same age, bro. <laughs> That's not true. Don't make shit up. Don't make it up. That's definitely not true, everyone. That's not true. Okay. All right, look. Here's the inter interesting thing. Did you know there's there's multiple versions of Lilo and Stitch? What? Like like a black version and a white version? <laughs> <laughs> like a racist version? <laughs> Is that... No, there are multiple versions of Lilo and Stitch where they have they have redone certain scenes to include more liberal ideology. Really? For example, there's one scene when Lilo is hang is hiding in the she's hiding in the the oven. Or she's hiding in the oven, I believe. And in the original, the oven was just a regular oven. But in the new version, it's got a slice of pizza or something like this on, on the oven. Why? What does that do? Don't you know what a slice of pizza, pizza represents? Oh, Pizzagate? Uh. Pizza, huh. There are different 
icons like pizzas yeah. or ice cream that mean certain things when it comes to little children. Hmm. So it's interesting that Disney has revamped and changed some of these kiddie movies to include more symbolism. But aren't you the guy that goes on Disney cruises and you decide you're not going to do the Disney boycott? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because when because when you're part of the Borg, it's good to be part of the Borg. Right? Being a Disney VIP is nice, isn't it, bro? Like I ain't gonna lie. Like like Disney cruises. If you buy the highest tier level Disney cruise experience, which is like twenty grand and above, when you have that experience, it it's it's life changing, man. You are served all the time. Not only are you served, but they know everything about you. Mm. And it's a good thing because you don't ever have to lift a finger. And so there have been parts of uh, parts of me after going on Disney, which I've gone on multiple because it's so fucking amazing, Matt. Like once you go on it, like now I know what it feels like to be the elite of the elite. Mm. The only difference is I don't drink, you know. Kids blood. Damn it. You took <laughs> How did he know? How did he know? How did he know I was going to go there? Wow. You're finally getting it, man. You're finally getting me. You're finally getting me in my, my autism degeneration. I see you so clearly now. Bro, you get it. You get it, bro. Your eyes have been open. It's like uh, it's like that Tom Cruise movie, Eyes Wide Shut, man. You get it. Did you Thinking about movies, you know, one of my favorite movies ever was Fight Club. Mm, I love that movie. That is a deep movie. There is so much relevance to that movie, so many amazing quotes in that movie, and it really makes you question the system, society. In that movie, at the end, they burn it all down. Yeah. They, they blow, blow up they the blow, credit system, yeah, they blow up and they blow it up, and they sit there and they watch it burn. Yes. That's the end of the movie. Did you know in China, they took out the ending? Why? There's no ending. Right After he blows his bullet in his own head, before the thing comes crashing, it doesn't show the ending and there's a screen that pops up and it says, the police arrived and they arrested him. And that's how the movie ends. That's like the biggest blue balls. <laughs> that's like the worst. That's the biggest. You're, all the moviegoers are holding their dick in their hand yeah. waiting for the ending. And yeah. it's like, waiting for the system to blow down and they don't show it. So they'll let you think mm. about the corruption. They'll let you think about, hey, maybe something's not right in society, mm. but they won't let you actually see action being taken. Action being taken. Mm. It ends, cuts to black screen, and it says the police arrived and Go they were arrested. The government wins. CCP wins. <sighs> How crazy. I've never heard of that before. How crazy is it to my... end a movie like that? Wow. Because it loses the whole premise yeah, of the movie. You've, you've actually lost everything. Yes. It almost... Because movie... the movie is about this one guy who is fucking crazy and goes up against the system in the yeah. most weirdest way. Yeah. And in, the, in doing so, he does a social commentary about everything that's wrong. Yeah. And in the end, his solution is to burn it down. Yeah. Not saying we should burn it down, but that's his solution in the movie. Mm. I think it's a great movie. It's... If you end it that way, it's like the worst movies you've ever seen. You go through all this trauma, all this up and down, the climax and the and the the resolute. No, well, there's no resolution. You get to the close to the resolution, and then they hit you with, "But it was all a dream." <laughs> it's like fuck off, bro. It was all a dream. Oh wow. So it's the CCP. That was actually wise by the CCP because it shows. 
that at the end of the day, if you can you can get mad at the system all you want. Correct. But you can't do shit about it. Because we will always end the movie. Oof. That's so crazy. That's jacked up. I actually I'm gonna look that up. I wanna I want I wanna see that like boom. Yeah. The police come, he was arrested, end of yeah. story. And they don't fill in a scene because there's no scene to fill in. It's a black screen and it's text. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. What a way to ruin a cult classic. Seriously. Thank you, China. <laughs> Thank you, China. China. I thinking about all these mass sh- shooters. I just I've been thinking about we we mentioned him earlier and I've been thinking about Ted Kaczynski because he passed this year and we didn't yes. really talk about him too much. Um there is a kind of an underground movement of people like going back through his text these days. And people are realizing that because I, I think when he was the Unabomber, he killed something like five people. Six it wasn't people. it wasn't a lot, but he, it, they were significant though. I think he, one was a college university professor. He there killed was a, like six people yeah, over yeah. like twenty years. Yeah, it was a long drawn out. So they made it sound like he was terrorizing the world. And that's that's what we were told when yeah. we were growing up. That this guy had to be stopped. And then we had the anthrax scare where we couldn't oh. even open our mail. Remember that time? Oh. Part of our life? Yep. I where we I couldn't do open that. the damn mail because everyone was worried a white powder would pop exactly. out. Exactly. And we would that. all die. Yep. Yep. I was actually living in Tokyo, I think, at that time. We keep on going through these crazy psyop, like narrative experiments on us, like over and over again. And we just almost forget about them because they're so frequent now. They don't yeah. even impact our life anymore. Do you remember Ooh. COVID? Like, that doesn't even seem real, does it? It doesn't seem real, but today I was at Publix getting a, a $9 public sub, which are, by the way, the best. And I had a, a dude behind me wearing a mask, and he, it, you could clearly see that he ensured that he was six feet distance from me. And I, did, Like, should I laugh at these people now? Or is that just being rude? What do you I, think? I, I, want, I want your honest opinion. I don't even... Because, like, I'm standing there, cashier's here, collecting my sub, he's all the way over here, and it's clear that he counted the inches, you know? You look like a scared rabbit, bro. And I had a moment, Matt, honestly. I had a moment, this is just today. I had a moment where it's like, I could be really rude and laugh at him. I don't think it would help. Mm. But it almost felt like there was something in me that felt like I should do this for me. Does that make sense? Like, I need to do this for me. I think people are all scared of different things in their life. And if the thing he chooses to be scared of is imaginary disease, go for it. (laughs) All right. Because some people are scared of cars and they drive 34 miles per hour in a 35 mile per hour zone. Everyone's got weird, quirky things they're scared mm. of. There's still growing people that sleep in, sleep with the light on because they're scared of the dark. Mm. So who are we to judge what your phobia is? And mm. if you are a coronaphobia, you do you. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, is but, it stupid? Yeah. But, but I also but, think but, being scared of the dark right is stupid. Before, right before we hit the record button on this, mm. we were talking about how you sometimes still want to try to help though. Right. Even even though you know it's like it's a useless endeavor and they're not going to change. Sometimes you just feel like you want to say it. You want to be helpful anyway. It's like, or, or is that just at also this point self-serving? in life? If you are still a part of the coronaphobia, I don't think there's anything I can do to like make you less scared of it. Mm-hmm. There's no rationale. It's like mm-hmm. if you're scared of dogs and I say, "Hey, look, just go play with my dog," and I throw my dog at you, you're gonna be like, "Oh fuck, I'm scared." Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's gonna take away that mental block. For mm-hmm. some reason, you have this phobia. And you have to figure out how to work it out by yourself. Mm. I don't think I can convince you with data and statistics and and uh, antidotes and stories and 
first-hand experiences and third-hand experiences, if you're scared or if you're a coronaphobist right now, there is no proof that will change your mind otherwise. So here's a challenge. Doesn't that defeat the whole idea of trying to help people become more free thinkers, though? I mean, there are, there are more than enough battles in life. Okay. I don't have to hang my head on trying to change people's mind. Um, I'm being scared of a virus. If you're scared of the virus, be scared of a virus. Okay, fair enough. You fair know, enough. I, I, I don't you know. Pick and choose your battles. Pick and choose my battles and having someone that's scared of I just of feel sad. You know, that's like, my thing. I feel sad for the man. Like, like I really do. Like he's, he's missing out on life. He doesn't breathe real air. I think I He'll, think people that are scared of magic are li- missing out on life. I'm not going to force <laughs> magic tricks on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, whoa, how did you do that? You know, some people don't want to know. Oh, you don't Oh, you don't want to ruin it. I see. I maybe, see. maybe that's his thing. I mean, it could be his thing. It could be. It could be. You never know. So Ted Kaczynski. Mm. Ted Kaczynski. He seemed to have his shit together because from his writings, from his logs, from his diaries, from his letters, it seemed like he kind of knew what was going to be happening in 2020 to 2023. This guy was so ahead of it. How how long ago was it? His manifesto, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, I was in Tokyo. Yeah, he was in. He, I was in Japan. So yeah, the mid nineties. So that's thirty years ago. He wrote mm-hmm. his manifesto. Yep. To think that he wrote his manifesto at thirty years ago is so crazy, because he understood. Because his paper and his manifesto was about the industrial revolution. Yeah, that was and and the craziest part about it is that. Both the Washington Times, Washington Post, and the New York Times posted it together. Mm. This is not something that they would do now. Oh, no. Because we don't get manifestos anymore. No, no. But they they posted it then. Mm. And not only that, it became a book. Yep. And they published it. And it's like yep. one of the best-selling books of all time. Well, yeah. If you're part of the elite and the Illuminati, you have to publish what is true. And it was crazy. Let me. I, I got a couple that I just thought about. You want to get my hot take on it? My reaction? Yes. Imagine a society that subjects people to conditions that make them terribly unhappy, that gives them the drugs to take away their unhappiness. Science fiction, it is already happening to some extent in our own society. Instead of removing the conditions that make people depressed, modern society gives them antidepressant drugs. In effect, antidepressants are a means of modifying an individual's internal state in such a way as to enable him to tolerate social conditions that he would otherwise find intolerable. Oh, so what he's if I were to encapsulate what he's saying, he's saying that we are living in a in a narco drug state mm. in which they are desensitizing us through drugs so that we no longer have will to fight against the powers that be. And he is so right. Dude, he's spot on. That's so crazy. It's 30 we, years ago. This is before we knew how how bad the pharmaceutical industry was. Oh, yeah. We had rumblings, and they called him crazy for this. He just knew. He was just ahead of the curve. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not trying to glorify We are in medical tyranny, by the way, right now. Yes. We are in medical fascism. And did you hear Johnson & Johnson is going bankrupt? Yes. How the hell do you develop a vaccine, make billions of dollars, and go bankrupt? And they're not even going bankrupt because of their vaccine. They're going bankrupt over some other drug they did. Which killed a lot of people too, by the way. Yes. <laughs> did you hear about the, I think it was Minnesota lab, that Fauci? Did you hear about that? About him testing, bringing the, the, coronavirus. the coronavirus and the bat virus from Wuhan and bringing it to Minnesota and testing it there? For over a year. 
and that he was testing in actually seven other locations throughout the country? How is this guy not in jail? He just last week won a science award for like ethics. And I think he is doing a conference or a speaking gig in Canada where $20,000 will get you a picture. Yep. That's crazy. I'm telling you. We, this guy's a criminal. He, I, I, I have no, almost no response. The answer is absolutely. He and, is a, he is, he has been part of a machine that has killed millions of people. And for the people who are fooled by him in the beginning, I think I, I give you a pass. I'm okay with that because he was supposed to be the guy. He was accredited. He was educated. He was in charge of the NIH. And when things were going wrong, he was supposed to be the guy that knew what was going on. Can I pump the brakes just a little bit? From what I heard, he was in those positions illegally. Whoa. He actually wasn't supposed to have that power. Huh. Yeah, you can, oh, I'll send you a link later. I'll have to look into that yeah. one. He actually, he actually was his real quote-unquote position should never have had the authority to be able to sign documents, sign grants at millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, he was complete overreach of his role and responsibility. So not only is he complete overreach and done illegal things because he was never in that position of power, number one, but number two, he signed on documents that had major monetary implications that it's illegal, number two. Number three, we're finding out that he's actually experimented on gain of function in Wuhan and stateside. So question then? I mean, we live, you ever see the movie Resident Evil? Yeah. Biohazard? We live, that movie was just 20 years ahead of the time. If this guy was able to gain all this power and authority, was that his intention? Like, is he a mastermind that was able to go around and make all these moves in order to put himself in the situation? Or is he a byproduct of someone else? He's what the, he's what the elites would call, and the, quote, the Illuminati uh, or the Masons would call a useful idiot. Hmm. Useful idiots are amazing because they're, useful but they're not smart so they won't ever say why they won't ever push back you give them a lollipop and a fat check and they're just like have you seen that guy peter hotez huh have you guys have you yeah, seen that yeah, guy? yeah yeah he's always smiling like you know yeah he's like this short chunky guy yeah. who and he pushes the vax he pushes the jab he's and i mean he is a useful idiot mm. he's he looks like he doesn't know anything what what about let's let's what about the judge in uh, trump's case does he not look retarded? That guy is the worst. He looks like the, he's the epitome of a useful idiot. And he is just lapping up oh, all the fame. He's loving he it. He is so happy. He's never had so many cameras in his face. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he's getting a fat check at the end of it. And he's going to go home and be like, bro, guys, I fucking crushed it, man. Everybody loves me. Everybody thinks I'm awesome. It's he's like, going out to dinner, taking pictures with people. You know, exactly. like he's somebody now. He's a useful idiot. He's somebody. So... Fauci, the Fauci ouchie, Fauci was a useful idiot, just like this um, uh, Taylor Swift boyfriend guy. I can't even remember his name. Travis Kelsey. Did you hear he got paid $20 million for that one ad? $20 million for the Pfizer ad. And, and uh, girlfriend reward. Apparently, they finally caught them kissing. Hmm. It looked really hokey, though. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more quote for you. Sure. Run it by you. Those who are most sensitive about politically incorrect terminology are not the average black ghetto dweller, Asian immigrant, abused woman, or disabled person, but
but a minority of activists, many of them who do not even belong to any oppressed group, but come from privileged strata of society. Oh, this guy was on point. Oh man, there's uh, wow. It's almost like it's almost like your regular normal people just don't give a fuck. Mm. They want to live. They want to live in peace. They want to make money. They want to uh, pay for you know. They want to support their kids and their family. And it almost sounds like the fire starters in this world are the elites. Mm. Do you think he knew something that we didn't? I mean, he wrote an entire manifesto. He wrote several papers before. He was a smart guy, Harvard-educated guy. And um, I don't know. He kind of just died in prison. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know how he I don't think they ever released how he actually died. Oh, you know, I, actually, I haven't, I haven't really thought about it. Yeah, I don't know how he died either. But it, it doesn't really matter because... At the end of the day, there's going to be many, many, many more useful idiots, Matt, that are going to be leveraged. Here's my can I can I can I just say this one thing? Yes. I am concerned, Matt, that we are and I'm not there's no fear porn here, guys. I'm just seeing the patterns. We got eight million people, more. By the end of the year, probably close to ten million people that are crossing into our into our country that do not share our values and morals and ethics, do not come from the same worldview, do not have the same mental models, do not have the world, same philosophical underpinnings that we have a, here in America. And if we take all of these, all, to all of that, and also add in more massacres, shootings like this thing in Maine, I feel like these two ideas are converging. Mm. And if I could say one thing, it would be this. It seems like mass murder is becoming more normalized, mm. and that's not a good thing. I mean, three days in, everyone cared. Now, no one says a peep. But imagine a world, because there are some countries that live under this. Imagine America, where every single day there's these mass murders happening. That is not an America that I think any of us want, but... There are there are movements towards that is what I'm seeing, and that makes me ponder. It makes me wonder, and it's not a good thing. On that note, from Inside the Matrix, thank you, everyone. See you next week. <laughs>